and people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution. Hello, friends, and welcome to We the People Show. This is your host, Tiger, and welcome back, Bradley. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. So this is the last day of 2020. It's crazy how time flies, man. Yeah, for sure. And it's I'm ready for this year to be over, though. Yeah, same. It's been a pretty shitty year because of COVID and such. A lot of crazy things happened. And it's yeah, also, for real. It's also the last episode, everyone, of season one. Season two will begin in the first week of January, in which we will talk about two important events. And we will give a preview of them first off in this one. First of all, the Senate runoff. We're not talking about like how, like who might win. Not a predictions, no. We're talking about the impact of each winner. So first off, Bradley, assuming Biden gets the presidency, what do you think of a uh, President Biden and Senator Ossoff? That would be a true CCP puppet, right? Well, um... Well, I will say it is pretty suspicious of um, that he's not willing to disclose. I think it was about two hundred fifty thousand dollars of of money from um, the company he was CEO of, and um, in fact, he um, he took he accepted money from a Hong Kong news agency that has ties to the CCP is uh, very concerning and uh, immoral, frankly. And not to mention Al Jarrah's, um, which I I believe my opinion is the talking mouth of um, terrorist organizations yikes so it's pretty like risky to have Alsof on the senate yeah i mean like and he's i feel like he won't be uh, very tough on china like uh, like trump is or maybe even david purdue yeah Oh, and speaking of David Perdue, let's say Senator Perdue wins re-election and we have a President Biden. Would you say kind of, in a way, the United States has been saved, like our freedoms, our freedoms and such? Well, look, uh, uh, as we all know, like if Democrats do take control of the Senate, and by that, it would have to be a 50, uh, they would have to win both Senate races in Georgia. And mm-hmm. with, with Vice President Kamala Harris breaking the ties in the Senate, and Biden would be able to get almost every um, legislative agenda he wants passed through the Senate. So uh, I think it would be a good thing for uh, the both Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue to win these elections to keep a check on President Biden. Yeah, for sure. And let's say for some reason President Trump gets reelected through the Congress certified, but a lot of some people say it's unlikely to happen, but who knows? And what would yeah, you say I think it's would, over, in my opinion. Will it be, like, chaotic or more if we see a, a President Trump and a Senator Ossoff or Senator Perdue? Maybe more or less depends on who gets the Senate seat. You mean, like, if both of them won? Warnock and uh, Ossoff? No, like, if, if, let's say, the unlikely situation happened, a President Trump second term, and then either Ossoff or Perdue in that Senate seat. Well, um, it wouldn't. Uh, it would certainly weaken the Republican majority, but um, Republicans would still clearly control the Senate by uh, with a fifty-one to forty-nine. 
And even if both of them had, uh, and the- theoretically, if Trump, if Congress decided to reelect Trump, which is, uh, in my opinion, zero percent chance of happening, um, then uh, and if uh, Ossoff and uh, Warnock won, even if they both won their elections, uh, Republicans would still control the Senate because of Vice, Vice President Mike Pence by a thread. I guess whether it's chaotic, more or less, it really depends on the outcome of the Senate runoff. And speaking, yeah, of which, it, it certainly wouldn't make it easier to uh, to um, well, because like Trump hasn't been able to get like a lot as much legislative agenda done. His, in his last two years of his term, in the second half mm. of his term as the first half, because in the first half he had the House and Senate. Now he just has the Senate. Well, that's the thing I noticed. Like, Congress doesn't do much when the Republicans have both chambers because you have Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. They both just like, sit there. They wouldn't do anything about, like, the big issues that Americans want, like resolving, the, for example, the Section 230 situation. Yeah. It does disappoint me that they haven't been willing to lift a finger on something like that. That gives big tech uh, too much power, in my opinion. Yeah. In same. regards to, um, um, <clears throat> I think I believe it prevents people from suing those companies for misinformation. If I'm correct, mm. right? Yeah, I think so. Or something to do with information, like also involves the First Amendment. But I agree with you completely and i realized that was this other youtuber called red eagle politics we both watch him he said that the establishment the gop establishment has always been against trump since 2016 so in a way trump's assuming like presumably lost this election it's like a victory for the establishment to them I don't know. I'm not, I'm not willing to uh, throw off like most Republicans off the cliff because I think uh, a good I'd say like 98 percent of them have been supportive of President Trump's policies. Um, but however, when it comes to like 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 especially when it comes to tax cuts, deregulation, conservative justices, uh, strong military, they've they've been supportive of Trump with that. But um, I think you still have like I think the Republicans are pretty split about wanting to pursue, like, um, policies a traditional Republican wouldn't have supported, like, um, tariffs, um, not uh, not being involved in more foreign conflicts. Um, and, uh, of course, as you saw, President Trump was willing to um, increase the stimulus checks to $2,000 from $600. And um, the fact, like, Democrats um, sided with Trump on this was – and most Republicans didn't. This is pretty surprising. Though then again, Democrats refused to look at the foreign aid there. So you could say like uh, both Republicans and Democrats in Congress were wrong Yeah, I guess, in certain areas. I guess in a way you're correct there. And speaking of which, the other runoff, Warnock versus Loeffler. Look, I think in my opinion, regardless of who's president, Warnock would become the first quote-unquote Marxist senator. Like probably more radical than AOC. Oh yeah, I, I think he's worse than um, Ossoff, in my opinion. Just um, and like that's that's not just what I said. That's that's based on the things of what he's been saying. Like you can't serve God in the military. America must repent for its whiteness. Police officers have a have a mental have a have a gang mentality. 
just really nasty stuff. And now yeah. you, you hear things about his um, ex-wife, right? Um, saying uh, um, he's he's not a good person and um, he has tendencies to be uh, abusive. I I think she said that. And again, uh, Warnock also said oxymoron things like, "I'm a pro-choice pastor." Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, such a godly man that uh, a religious man who uh, believes in abortion. And folks, as I said before in previous episodes, co-host Bradley here is correct. He's a fake Christian. Those are Bradley's words, not mine. Yep, and I uh, stand by that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Loeffler, as usual, if re-elected, she would just appear as the establishmentarian senator. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, don't get me wrong, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler aren't, like, super exciting or anything, but... At the same time, I don't want Vice President Kamala Harris breaking ties. And also, I want to keep a check on President Biden to make sure um, uh, we don't get higher taxes or higher regulation uh, through the Senate. Well, that would be beyond our control if we see a Biden administration. And in your opinion, it's inevitable. But for me, I'm, I'm not denying a Biden administration. I wouldn't mind a Biden presidency. What I do mind is a fraudulent election system. So, Travis calling my tweets cringe, it's on him. Election integrity matters more to me than another year of term of President Trump, that is. Yeah, which is why, like, I'm concerned about um, these mail-in ballots being uh, permanent. Yeah. Because, um, you know, um, it's possible with uh, the record high turnout we had in 2020, uh, Democrats um, in, uh, state and states they control... We'll use that. We'll use the mail-in ballots as a justification to have higher turnout. As I've said before, higher turnout isn't necessarily a good thing because I don't want uneducated people to people who don't look up at the actual issues to vote. Now, um, a higher turnout could benefit either party, but you know, I th- I think before anyone votes, uh, they need to educate themselves on the issues. Now, if if you have a high turnout and that high turnout population educates themselves, that's that's a good thing, but. Mm. Um, I see a lot of people are college aged uh, only um, vote for Democrats, um, only vote for certain candidates because uh, it's the cool thing to do, or uh, it's because this is what um, what Taylor Swift told them to do, or uh, what Robert De Niro told them to do. Any celebrities like that? Yeah, it's like and like that that same lady who said she only voted for Biden because he quoted Hamilton. And that quote was in the Constitution. It didn't even come from Hamilton. <laughs> so, yeah, you have voters our age just voting on the trend. They don't really, like, know in depth of the policies both parties are looking yeah. for. And speaking of which, moving on, folks, the contested election on the 6th of January, there are objections made by the following members of Congress, Mo Brooks, Alabama, Matt Gates, Florida, Lauren Boebert, Colorado, excuse me, Madison Cawthorn, North Carolina, and Lance Gooden, Texas. But the problem is right now, unfortunately, it's most Republican senators are silent, and McConnell actually discourages it. So the effect, it also, the effect of the runoff will impact Purdue or Loeffler. They might not be reelected, so they might, therefore, they might, might not take part in the joint session. So Republicans are in big trouble there. But Again, I want the election system to be fixed. I wouldn't mind a Biden presidency. 
So these are uh, members of Congress that are going to vote no on the certification. They're going to object. And here's the thing, folks, and Bradley, Vice President Pence technically has, as president of the Senate, he has kind of like ultimate authority, but not really. He stated late legal ballots will be counted and fraudulent ones, blah, 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 will be thrown out. That's a good thing he will do, but whether or, or not, whatever he does, honestly, Bradley, he'll piss off both sides. He'll piss off, like, the Trumpers if he certifies Biden's victory, and he'll piss off the Democrats, obviously, if Trump is reelected through the joint session. Bradley? Yeah, so yeah. that's why I'm hoping Pence won't be forced into that situation, because he'll only have to vote if it's a tie in the Senate, right? Well, on situations like confirmation of a, I don't know, a cabinet, for example, a cabinet member or a bill of some sort, but a joint session, as president, as president of the Senate, he has kind of like ultimate authority. And I said kind of like because it's also like restricted by the Constitution. Same thing was when, with Joe Biden when he was VP and Dick Cheney and Bob, etc., so Pence is already in the dilemma, Bradley. So this joint session will be kind of interesting to look forward to in the next week. Yeah, but I'm, <clears throat> but I'm saying like um, he he won't have to he won't have to vote on certifying the results or not because like if if it's passed by the Senate, then you know he ha- he has to. But um, uh, Bradley, you're you're thinking of the wrong thing. I'm, the joint session, so both chambers will be there, Speaker Pelosi and a bunch of other leaders, House and Senate combined. So if um, they, they were, he, if Pence were able to certify Trump's quote-unquote re- re-election through, because we have dueling electors now from the six states, and there will also have to be objections from the Democrats, so it's going to be chaotic from you know both chambers. The tiebreaker you're thinking is the Senate, not not the House. Oh, okay. So, um, anyway, moving on, guys, folks. If Biden gets certified, like his victory, as you said before, Bradley, there will be angry Republicans, right? They will be turned out in uh, 2022 and 2024. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's why uh, Charlie Kirk says there's possible Biden administration, not inevitable. But either way, I think uh, both are correct. A Biden administration would be coming if uh, it's proven in the end that he won legitimately. And and of course, I'm in the fight to still fix to try to fix this election system because we won't we don't want to see fraud again but honestly Bradley there's bound to be fraud like people who cheat and you just never know the question is will will we will we be fixed it to make it actually secure yeah definitely we need to we need to stop fraud wherever it is whenever it is voter fraud so and again in the end oh we just have to see next week January 6th, and 
oh, if somehow Trump wins re-election through uh, the joint session, the left and the Democrats would obviously be angry. But the next four years, would you think, Bradley, that there would be possible second impeachment and second like investigations and much of all the crap that we've seen in the first term? Um, <clears throat> I don't think so, since that didn't go over well for Democrats in, the, in this election cycle when they lost uh, uh, 12, maybe uh, 13, maybe even 14 House seats. Mm. Um, not to mention, uh, but and also you're saying of if, if the Senate uh, few, really <clears throat> did not vote for the certification of the election results. I mean, what, that, that wouldn't technically mean Trump is the winner. Because that, that, would, that would just mean it would have to redo the election, worst case. Like, do you mean redo? Best case. Oh, wait, do you mean redo in terms of, like, the us, the U.S. citizens, people, or the electors, or something? Oh, uh, yeah, I meant, like, when the Congress certifies the election results. Okay. And speaking of which, um, I, have you, I don't know if you've seen the news, probably not, but I've seen... I got word that uh, there's Pennsylvania officials stated that the numbers don't add up and Georgia and Arizona, all three states, they're moving to decertify. Like, in your opinion, what what do you think of the chances of that? And would it be unlikely or no? Well, <clears throat> uh, I believe Pennsylvania Secretary of State is a Democrat. Arizona's is a Democrat, too. Um, and then you said the other state was Georgia, right? Georgia and Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So, so Arizona, Arizona's Secretary of State is a Democrat. So, no to Pennsylvania and Arizona. Um, Georgia's um, uh, Secretary of State is a Republican, but um, he so far has been pretty firm about the election results, and you know thinks they're pretty legitimate. So, he's not going to change that. Hmm. So, I doubt it's going to be overturned. And uh, I would just say. We got we got to do better in twenty twenty four. You know we have to ensure that whoever the Republican nominee is can win over the suburban voters. Well, win back the suburban voters. Well, also uh, maintaining tr- uh, the Trump uh, working class base and continuing the increasing trends of minorities voting for Republicans, like African Americans, Asians, Hispanics, okay. uh, Jews, LGBT, LGBT, as you saw. Uh, we're voting, uh, voted for Trump way more than in 2016. So, um, you know, I think that's the recipe for success for the 2024 presidential election. Okay, I see you're, you're one of the, the move on Republicans. Well, no judgment there. I, I'm not judging you. Well, I'm not but... moving on. I, I, I think it's reality. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of folks, a lot of friends are giving me crap for saying, oh, I'm a Trumpian guy. But the thing is, other people like, not in our friend group has called me establishment like the thing is i'm both i may have like trump hat and trump sign but i also have a trump or gop pin and a gop mug so if i'm truly trumpian folks i would have trump's face on like everything shirt and such that's just that would be really cringe but no i have a bit of both so i may have believe in trump's agenda but i'm also a ronda mcdaniel the chair lady type Republican. So Travis, if you're listening, no, I'm not completely Trumpian. <laughs> As you have sometimes called me that too, Bradley, right? Trumpians. Uh, 
sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but no, folks, I'm both. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I'll, I'll switch faces all the time. Sometimes I'll sound like an establishment GOP or um, sometimes I'll sound like the populist Trump wing Republican, some conservative. Sometimes I'll sound like a libertarian conservative. And, like Rand Paul-ish. Um, yeah, and, and, yeah, and even sometimes you could say, like, my populist Trump thing would kind of overlap with the traditional, like, liberal oh. um, uh, Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, regardless yeah. of what happens, life still has to go on, folks. So it doesn't matter if there's a President Trump second term or a President Biden. Just still live life. The president, the seat of the office of the presidency, that's, that's, you can't do much about that. It's beyond your control, you know. And so, yeah. Bradley, um, regarding the future of the republic between... January 6th, the joint session to certify, and Inauguration Day. What do you think the feelings would be, like, like in terms of the momentum of the future, what people would think would be like? Like, for example, there's a lot, a lot of nervous feelings, obviously, whether we have this transfer of power or continuation of power. We will be transitioning to a new era. I'm not talking about, like, who's presidential administration. That's the figurehead. I'm talking about, like, the post-COVID world. Well, uh, I think countries for now on, including the United States, will ensure they're uh, better equipped for viruses and uh, worldwide pandemics. Um, I think people's view on China will be much more negative, the most negative it it ever has been in history, in my opinion. Yeah, Um, that. Yeah. Um, now, if Biden is going to do anything about China, I don't think so. But that's another topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then I, I feel like I feel like people like a good number of businesses, maybe not all of them, are still going to have their hand sanitizer stations and their uh, glass shields just for extra precaution, um, especially with the flu season. Right. And, uh, of course, there will be a time of um, remembrance for all of those who, who died from the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, perhaps uh, countries will have their own memorials for them. Um, yeah, there might be. I'd, there might I'd be. very much be in yeah. support of a memorial, like, plaque or, like, monument, like, in D.C. or something for the victims of COVID-19, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... I think the main takes. Um, oh, and of course, countries will be like doing whatever they can to um, to bounce back their economies as they were um, before the pandemic. Uh, now, uh, that could vary through legis- uh, through uh, fiscal policy, which is through uh, you know Congress and the president. Um, at least that's that's the U.S. example, or uh, monetary policy, which is through. Uh, I'll just use the U.S. as an example again through the Federal Reserve. The our national bank. So I imagine like countries will pretty much be following the same suit uh, following COVID-19. Yeah. Um, I noticed there's also been like this anti CCP sentiment, like not just like it, it happens before the pandemic. It's been going on like Mike Pompeo and president Trump's their tough stance on China. And uh, of course, during the pandemic, uh, 
the CCP plays victim. Oh, oh, it's offensive to say Chinese virus. Look, I'm not denying that the hate crimes happened. I condemn those. It's just that the CCP likes to escape responsibility, you know, that they they deny where it came from. Yeah, for sure. And the fact they just jailed the 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 reporters you reported about the outbreak of the virus early uh, was sentenced to prison. Uh, that kind of tells me they're hiding something. Yeah. If uh, if they're not like jailing, if they're not like censoring them, what are they hiding? There has to be something suspicious going on. And sadly, we have seen similar stuff with big tech and and uh, <coughs> the lockdown happy Democrats. Especially with Cuomo, Wimmer, you know, those people. Yeah. And now you have all these um, so-called health experts saying, um, well, even if you are vaccinated, uh, that, is, uh, that now means, uh, uh, that doesn't mean you, uh, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like, come on. Like, come on. Man. Uh, even if I show a card for me, I was vaccinated. Like, you're telling me that, um, I'm still required to do something to that was in the first place to prevent me from get the virus to, to get the virus. But now I took this this miracle of a vaccine that now makes me immune from it. Like it makes no sense. Hmm. Oh, and going back to the the world financial situation, Bradley, what do you know about this great reset that people's been talking about? Like the globalists, for example, like Trudeau of Canada. What is this, like, great reset that's been going on? Uh, I've heard nothing about it, and I'm not uh, sure what it is exactly. Well, according to some sources that I looked it up, it said, like, the world, like, basically are trying to go back to the financial status before COVID struck. So something, like, money-related, since you major in economics, I thought I I might ask. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't heard it enough on the on the news, but you know, um, you said that like that's just countries trying to like go back to like their financial position uh, before COVID, right? Yeah, it's something I guess physical policy or monetary school, yeah. fund or some something along those lines. So to finally conclude, folks, um, a non political question. Bradley, what's your New Year's resolution? My New Year's resolution is to um, uh, study better for um, exams um, and to really uh, think about where I'm at. To what? I'm sorry, you cut off there. Oh, so my resolutions are to um, ensure that I study uh, much better for exams and take them more seriously and uh, to actually look at uh, and to apply for internships I'll pursue my career. Okay. That's the second part you kind of cut off. But anyway, uh, for me, it's simply, it's pretty simple. Just stop talking about COVID. I think it's getting old. Like it's time to move on since we're going to have, we're going to have a vaccine. I guess for us, the age group, we're one of the last to be vaccinated because, of course, we need to give it priority first to the elderly and healthcare workers, frontline workers. Agreed. 
and uh, yeah, it's just uh, go back to slowly transition back to normalcy. Just stop talking about the virus because uh, that's bound to, you know, invite some panic porn there, and we don't want that. Yes, very much so. Yeah, so even with uh, I'm currently at home right now in Houston, folks, and the news been on all the time. Like my parents, of course, they watch state media, CCP run, and a lot of panic porn. I guarantee I saw that there. About the they were trying to fear monger about the 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 current surge in cases in Europe right now, the second wave or whatnot. And I'm sitting there my to myself thinking, come on, it's just a virus. It was a different yeah, strain. So, just still yeah. take the same precautions, you know. Yeah, and, and also to to see like these uh, these European countries and these states in the U.S. If I may comment real quick, that have the tightest lockdowns in the world, um, the fact they still have high surges of COVID um, kind of tells you that these maybe these lockdowns just aren't really effective at all. Mm. And and the fact like Florida and Texas are wide open for business, and you know we we do um, I've, uh, we have about the same like number of COVID cases, maybe even less. Uh, than these high lockdown areas, and we're open for business. Yeah, so there's just one argument, folks, that lockdowns do not work. Like, in my opinion, they work on a short term, but never in the long term, because according to sources state that more young people are affected by mental health than COVID-19. So this year has just been shitty because... People are idiots, just political or not, lacking common sense in dealing with this high survival rate, right? Survival rate virus, you know. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like twenty twenty one cannot be worse than twenty twenty. I'm already <laughs> not to jinx anything. <laughs> mm. Okay, I guess uh, that concludes everything. So join us next week, folks, for our very first episode of 2021, Season 2. It's a new beginning. Happy New Year's, everyone. Any closing thoughts, Bradley? Oh, uh, I just wanted to wish everyone uh, uh, that's watching a Happy New Year's, and I hope you all are are safe, uh, make the right choices. Um, um, Also, uh, be optimistic about the new new year, COVID. There's a, I, I think there's a new uh, dawn on the horizon, and uh, we'll all make it through all this, and we all survived 2020, and uh, uh, I, I want everyone to get ready for 2021, because um, uh, I, I think this is the, the year where we um, rise up from the the pain that the virus has caused for everybody financial and emotional and just now like there's hope in the world there's vaccines uh, uh, being distributed the economy's recovering um and uh it'll take some time for sure for everything to be fully back to normal but um i want everyone out there to be to have hope uh have some optimism and uh um and finally of course have fun on new year's no, no matter what you do, and yes. also be safe about it. You bet, Bradley. Those are some good advice there. And our first episode of Season 2, 2021, folks, will be about a lot of dramatic things from the joint session to the runoff. So 
Yep, be prepared for those. And again, Happy New Year's. Thanks. We, the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union, secure the blessing of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution.